0: Watching the Stars by Gabby Lund I go to my aunt's house a lot. Maybe too much. They are the best days of my life. Some days we take a walk down through the park. Other days we practice taking professional photos on a small apartment balcony. But my favorite days are when she takes me one mile past the old gas station to an open field where there are tons of daisies and wildflowers. It's so beautiful. She takes me there once a week to watch the stars and lay on a special red blanket we always take. I've always dreamed of going to explore the universe up there, but all my parents want me to do is... Ava, are you going to study? Uh, yes, Mother. Anyways, I'm older now, and all my parents want me to do is study. Study. The word study just aggravates me. It makes me want to scream and cry. But why study? Yes, I'm smart, but I don't need to get any smarter. I don't miss studying, and I never will. But some days, I really miss watching the stars with Aunt Tori. I hardly see her anymore, but when I do, it's magical. Magical as in, I love it, and it's an experience that I never want to end. It's my only break for my parents. That's why I love it so much. I haven't seen Aunt Tori in so long. I asked my mom in suspense. Can I go see Aunt Tori? No, you need to study, she yelled. Please, I said abruptly. I said no! Ugh, I sighed. That's it. You're grounded, my mom yelled. I can't believe it. I'm grounded for who knows how long. I just want to see Aunt Tori. I stomped upstairs. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Slam. Why can't I see her, I asked myself. I aggressively grabbed my phone to text Aunt Tori. Just then I saw that I got a notification saying, Phone's not in reach. I was so confused. I pushed it past me, not worrying about it. I started to text Aunt Tori. I hate Mom and Dad. I texted her this almost every single day because Mom and Dad really do annoy me, and she's the only person that I could confide in. A little later, she responded, I know. I'm so sorry. I would come over and pick you up, but your dad would yell at me. I responded, I'm sorry to keep bugging you about this. I feel like you're getting sick of me telling you this. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm fine, you know, just the usual money struggles. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. Anyways, I gotta go. Morning checkup. Okay, bye, Aunt Tori. Bye, sweetie. (laughs) A couple weeks have passed, and there's still no response from her. And I didn't want to tell Mom and Dad. First of all, because we're still not speaking to each other much. And second of all, I didn't want to worry them. I didn't know what to do. What if something bad happened? My heart started beating faster and faster. My head started to pound. Seconds later, I called my best friend, Sydney. I told her everything in one big, long breath, while crying. She replied, Ayla, calm down. My dad is a cop. I'm sure he can help. Okay, I replied while sobbing. I grabbed my book bag and I ran down the narrow stairs, nervously waiting for Sydney to respond. You can come over now. I opened the door and I started down the street. My parents didn't care if I went to Sydney's because our families are close and a lot of times we go on vacation together. I was panting while tears were streaming down my face. I started sprinting even faster and faster down the street until I reached Sydney's house. Knock, knock, knock. I started to get impatient. Luckily, Sydney opened the door and said, Hurry, come in. Dad, she yelled, Anne was here. Her dad came down the stairs and grabbed my shoulder. Are you okay? he asked worryingly. We ran into the building and said, We are looking for Tori Wilson. The person at the desk handed us a key and it said 7A on it. This is her room, I said quietly. We hurried upstairs, ran down hallway A, and found her door. It had a post-it note saying, Do not bother me. I was really worried now. My best friend in the whole world isn't responding to me. Something is wrong and I can feel it. Sydney's dad tried opening the door, but it was locked. He knocked on the door about 100 times, no response. No louder, Sydney exclaimed. I grabbed my stomach in fear, watching Sydney's dad trying to knock down the door. Oh wait, I have a key. Whoops, I said as I giggled a little. I handed it to him, and he slowly opened the door. We slowly walked in, and we found that her purse was still on the bed. All of her clothes were still in her closet, but there was one thing missing. It was a special blanket that her and I lay on every time we went out to watch the stars. I looked even harder, but it wasn't even in its regular spot. Why would this be missing too? I asked myself. We didn't see anything significant, but Sydney's dad still called the whole squad down, along with my mom and dad. Fifteen minutes later, they arrived. My mom and dad came in, not even noticing the rivers coming out of my eyes. They walked over to Cindy's down and asked, What is going on? He replied, I'm sorry, I have to get to work, but you can ask Ayla. I felt like throwing up. They walked over to me with a look on their face that seemed like they were going to crown me for life. They looked down at me in anger. Ayla, what is going on? I responded, we think something's wrong with Aunt Tori. She hasn't responded to me to the past and the month that's freaking time. My mom and dad came in, not even noticing the rivers coming out of my eyes. They walked over to Cindy's dad and asked, what is going on? He replied, I'm sorry, I have to get to work, but you can ask Ayla. I felt like throwing up. They walked over to me with a look on their face that seemed like they were going to ground me for life. They looked down at me in anger. Ayla, what is going on? I responded, we think something's wrong with Aunt Tori. She hasn't responded to me in the past month and she isn't here. They looked down at me in worry and stopped arguing with me. They started looking at his stuff and actually trying to figure out what was going on. We finally got there, and we pulled up into the dark and empty parking lot. I jumped out of the car as fast as I could, and I went up to Sydney's dad and asked, What did you find? I was so eager to find out. I was almost excited. He replied with his head hanging down. We have a premature cop, training with a drone while we were searching for answers. And all of a sudden, he called us over and said, I think I found her. We all got really excited and asked, Where did you see her? He replied in an open field. He never went on about explaining what he saw, so we headed over there and found her lying on a red blanket looking up at the stars. On the one hand, a long note explaining what happened, and the other was an empty bottle of pills. I couldn't help myself. I dropped to the ground, crying like I was never going to stop. My head started pounding and colors swirling around my head. I felt two hands rubbing against my back. I haven't felt that feeling in years. I looked up, still crying, and saw my boy's parents crying by my side, telling me everything was going to be okay. I said, Solving, why did she do this to herself? And my parents responded with a big sigh. She struggled with many things in life, and even though it wasn't the right thing to do, she couldn't help herself. All I could say was, at least she passed while watching the stars.